Well, hey, friend, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. Today, I am going to talk about how do you prepare for life storms? And it's such an important topic because we are either going to be facing a storm in the midst of a storm or coming out of a storm. And we just experienced a hurricane level four, if not five, borderline five hurricane here in uh, Southwest Florida, and it was devastating. And I want to talk about how do we prepare for things that suddenly occur? What do we do when we're overwhelmed with certain challenges? Because I want to help you thrive. And whether it is a natural weather storm or a marital separation, a job layoff, a wayward child, or a major health crisis, I want to help prepare you. And then I'm going to talk about another episode in how do you have peace in the midst of that storm? And then after that will be, how do you clean up after the storm? Or what do you learn from the storm? How do you serve others well from what you have learned? Or how do you give back? Because it's such an important process that we go through. And so I thought this hurricane situation of everything I just faced and um, everything, you know, the people, friends I know that are here, how do we navigate that well? And in the midst of preparing for this hurricane and going through it, I forgot that September 30th was my one-year anniversary for starting this podcast. So I want to bless someone with a free 30-minute breakthrough coaching session, which is valued at over $100. And here's how you can enter to win. It's simple. Go, first of all, to Apple Podcasts and scroll down and leave me a review on the Created to Thrive podcast. If you don't know how to leave a review, message me. Either DM me on social media at Lori, which is L-O-R-I-K-A-Y-S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder, or send me an email, Lori at LoriKSnyder.com. So leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That's one way. The next way you can enter is share any of my episodes with a friend or tag me on social media at Lori K-A-Y Snyder. And that way I can see that you shared it. I just need to have proof that you shared it with a friend or friends because I wanna help this podcast go out to as many people as possible so they can hear the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. And the podcast is my number one way of doing that. And I took a leap of faith a year ago not knowing exactly what God was asking me to do with the podcast and so I want to help people know who he is, his true nature, his character, and who they are in Christ, and how they can live in God's best, that life to the fullest. And so what you have to do, too, to be entered is take a screenshot of your review or what you shared on social media and either DM me at Lori K-A-Y Snyder on social media, or email me at Lori at Lori K Snyder.com. And that's L-O-R-I-K-S-N-Y-D-E-R. I actually have the Lori K-A-Y Snyder.com too. So either way, it'll get to me. But I just need to have proof that you are leaving me a review 
or sharing it on social media so you can be entered in to win a free 30-minute breakthrough coaching session with me. And then I will announce the winner next week. All right? So here we go on with the show. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. I want to talk specifically about preparing for life's challenges. You know, a year ago, I was faced with two of my friends, actually. I had texted them, and then two days later, they passed away. You know, I was not expecting it. It was devastating. It was out of the blue. Just like 17 years ago, my husband said to me, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And he filed for divorce. We also had a friend exactly a year ago be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. You know, it's that uncertainty and not knowing what the end result's going to be when you're faced with these situations. I want to help you live by faith and not by fear. I want to help you trust God for your protection, that he's going to work it all out for good. And there's a way through because of Jesus. You know, I don't know how anyone can face these major life circumstances without knowing the personal love of God through Jesus Christ. I am one sold out person for Jesus. My life was radically changed by receiving the love of God and understanding the finished work of what Jesus did on the cross on my behalf his death, burial, and resurrection. And now that power lives in me because I have received him as my Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that, it's just a simple process. You believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for you in your place. He was the perfect representative to pay for your sins that all of God's wrath was poured out on Jesus and that you now can receive the gift of righteousness, of being right in right standing with God by believing and trusting in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And then you speak it, you confess it with your mouth and that you are saved. It says, all who call upon the Lord shall be saved when you believe in your heart and then you speak it out. All right. So let me know if you just did that. It's about a personal relationship. It's not about living right and doing right to be right. It's about believing in the one, Jesus Christ, who is the perfect sacrifice once and for all, for all mankind, for all sin. He paid the price that we could not pay. 
and it has been satisfied. And so it's a matter of believing in the finished work of Jesus. All right. So 10 days ago, my husband and I suddenly faced a mandatory evacuation for our neighborhood in preparation for what was then a Category 3 hurricane, Ian, and the realization that we were in the direct path of this hurricane was surreal. Now, we've only lived in Florida for two years, so this was our first hurricane that we went through. Um, Although I did experience in my general neighborhood uh, massive flooding from Tropical Storm Ada, which came by two years ago and had to help friends and neighbors clean up from that mess. And we were spared from any of that because our house sits up higher. But we are on a canal that um, is off of the Tampa Bay. And so with this storm, they were talking about with Storm Ian, or the Hurricane Ian, they were talking about having massive storm surges of the water coming in. And we had to prepare at that time for a storm surge of 7 to 11 feet was what they were predicting. And how do you prepare for that? You know, we've never experienced it before. And a lot of Floridians have this attitude because they've gone through so many hurricanes. It's like, ah, no big deal. But we have been told you hide from wind, but you run from water. And we knew that we most likely were going to experience power outage, and my husband needed to work. So we were planning on going to Orlando to stay in a hotel for the week so my husband could still, you know, do his job and have internet and phone service and so forth. But we were not expecting, we were planning on doing that the, the next day, but that by that Monday, we had to prepare our house for a possible flooding and the storm surge, not knowing what we would even return to. And all, all I can say is that only through Jesus could we have calmness, wisdom, and peace to leave our home and not knowing what would happen. And it's, especially in a hurricane, it's so unpredictable. And it ended up missing uh, St. Petersburg, going south, and then devastating. And it came in at almost a Category 5 hurricane. It was just shy of that and hit the Fort Myers and Naples area. And the storm surge that happened actually was at like 17 feet and devastated so many homes and businesses. And if you've seen pictures, it's... It's tragic, and my heart goes out to you if you are listening and you were affected in any way, shape, or form by Hurricane Ian. Um, Know that I am praying for you, that my heart goes out to you, and uh, I want to help you, and so message me. And there are resources. So if you want to give, there are so many resources for great places that are giving back to those people. I also have a friend on the east side of the state that experienced, you know, five feet of flooding in their home. And so even though they weren't in the direct path of the hurricane, they had flooding because of the storm surge on the other side when it went through um, eastern Florida. And then it went into South Carolina. So Anyway, I don't want to be talking about the hurricane, but it is an emotional roller coaster. And you're trying to walk by faith, but you're also looking at your natural circumstances. And how do we go through that? 
first of all, what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and control or fix it. We're going to try and rationalize it, the shoulds, the need to, the have to. And we're going to try and do something to fix it. And often that means we're going to lean on our own understanding. And so whether it is a marital situation, like I said, I was faced with that 17 years ago. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to prepare for what I was about to enter because I'd never been there before. And all I can say is we have to surrender to the love of God, to press into his word, to know that he has a way through for us, but it's in him that we live and move and have our being. And Proverbs um, 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for out of it flow the issues of life. And that guard means to protect, to keep it. And we have to do that by going to the Lord daily to receive his refreshment, his words, his words of life that will sustain us no matter what is coming our way. And, you know, how we prepared for this, as we prepared naturally, you know, there's a scripture that says, first the natural, then the spiritual. So naturally, we had to prepare for the storm. We had to be wise about getting everything in our yard um, put away so there wouldn't be any projectiles for the wind to cause damage to break things and bring all of our patio furniture in and our plants that weren't anything that wasn't secured. We had to secure it. But then we had to pray. We had to pray over everything. So first of all, how we prepare is we prepare our hearts. And I'm going to talk about that again, but I first need to make a very important point. And this triggers me when I hear these things. And so uh, I might get a little righteous anger in it, just forewarning you. (laughs) Number one, God is not the source of the storm. He does not send a storm in your life to teach you something. He's not trying to manipulate you into loving him. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard pastors, these are famous pastors too, from the pulpit or in their blogs, Christian movies, uh, Christian songs, they blame God for tragedies and storms. And they say that God is using evil to get someone's attention, to get them saved. My friend, this is not the gospel, nor God's character. God is not bringing sickness on you to teach you something. And I've had to walk through this with friends that Um, actually prayed for a friend who was given a stage three cancer diagnosis and she miraculously was healed and then afterwards said that she regretted not going through the cancer because God was going to teach her something in it. Because that is what her pastor had been teaching, that we have to suffer like Jesus suffered so we can identify with his sufferings. That is not the gospel. We suffer because of persecution for the word's sake is what it says. We, he is the one that went on the cross. He bore all of our sins, sickness, disease. Every curse was put on Jesus. It says, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. That is Jesus. So anyway, I don't want to get off, but James 1, 13 says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, 
and he himself tempts no one. Now the word tempted means the same as tested. God is not going to test you by sending a storm so that you can produce righteous character. It's not God. And God has been, his character has been um, slandered since the beginning of time. So number one, storms come because we live in a fallen world where there is darkness and people have free will to do evil. Sin altered God's original creation. The enemy of our soul tempts us, not God. In Genesis 3 in the Garden of Eden, the nature of God is first attacked and misrepresented by the talking serpent, by Satan. It began with the serpent and is even being taught today in various religions and even the Christian pulpit. And it makes me sad and righteously angry. God will not put sickness on to teach you something. He will not send you a storm to to humble you so that you will depend upon him. He's not trying to bring a storm so you will get saved. He's not trying to bless you if you are doing everything perfect and then not bless you if you're not. These are wrong and erroneous teachings and they assault the character of God. God doesn't send a storm. He's the answer to the storm. And because we live in a fallen world, people make choices that affect us. Life in general and people will test us. Our flesh and unrenewed mind will test us. But God has only provided for us through Jesus' obedience in his death, burial, and resurrection on our behalf. God gives us a way through to experience victory. Let me just give this a practical face for you. Um, If I told my sons that I love them and I want to give them the best life possible, but then I did terrible things to them, caused them to be sick, took everything that was meaningful to them away from them, just so they would know that they needed to depend on me, that I was their authority, how would they trust their love for me? Or how would they trust my love for them? How would they love me? How would they draw near to me? It would confuse them and cause them to always be wondering when something bad was going to happen. Could they ever really enjoy their life? Or would they be fearful or live in dread? Do you see how twisted this gets? How could I draw near to God and trust him if I were afraid of him or I was thinking that he was going to do something to hurt me? Hebrews 10, 22 to 23 says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Friends, we have been given a new and better covenant, and we can boldly go before God's throne of grace to receive mercy for our time of need. He's the answer. But if you don't know God's character, you're always going to be walking on 
eggshell, so to speak, not knowing what's he going to do and what's he not going to do. You know, there's a saying, there's a scripture, but people have twisted it and they say, you know, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than than our ways and you just never know what God's going to do. Friends, that's wrong. He's given us his word so we know his his heart, his ways, his character. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, with whom there is no change or shifting shadow. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. John 10.10 in the Amplified says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This is Jesus. He is life. He is, and that word is Zoe, the God quality kind of life. And it's only found in him. Jesus is the exact expression of the Father God. So you have to ask yourself, what did Jesus do? How did he live his life? How was he exactly like the Father, even though he was fully human. He didn't act as God when he was here on the earth. He emptied himself of that right. Even though he was still fully God, he did not live out of that. He lived as a human, anointed by the Holy Spirit, so he could be our representative, just like we have his Holy Spirit when we believe in Jesus. So friend, let me ask you, did you ever read Or do you ever read about Jesus doing any of the things that gets blamed upon God? Bringing sickness to people? Causing devastation to people? No, he healed them and delivered them. It said that for his purpose, he came so that he would overturn the schemes and and plots of the enemy. And it's the goodness and loving kindness of God that leads one to repentance, to turn to God, not punishment, sickness, calamity. God is love, and perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. Friends, I get fired up with this because if we don't know the true nature and character of God, we're not going to trust him. And we're not going to surrender our lives to follow him, to be all in. We're still going to be wanting to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and and evil, which is the tree of reasoning, human reasoning, leaning on our own understanding. And it says in Proverbs that there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it causes destruction. So we have to know God's true nature and his character. And that's why when I'm coaching people, one of the very first things I'll ask them is, what do you believe about God? How do you see God? Because Jesus is the exact expression of the Father. And, you know, Jesus said that we're going to have tribulations. Many times we can cause the trials and the storms in our life by our poor choices. And then other times it's from other people's choices that impact us. Life has problems of its own. 
and no one can escape them. But Jesus gives us that way through. You know, when my husband and I separated, we both caused these situations to happen. But Jesus was our way through. Jesus is the one that changed my heart. And my husband saw that, and he wanted to change as well. He wanted to have that joy and peace and that unshakable confidence in God's love for me. And so he changed, and then God miraculously worked on both of us to change our hearts towards each other, and we did reconcile. We did not get divorced. But it took the process of facing our bad choices, repenting of them, which just means we change direction to change to, or excuse me, to go towards Jesus, to know him and the power of his love. You know, in John 16, 33, Jesus says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. The answer is found in having a personal relationship with Jesus. He's given us his name, his blood. We live in the new covenant, and you cannot read the word of God from the other side of the cross, pre-cross. You have to read God's word in light of the new covenant. We're in a covenant of grace. It's not law. And so you've got to know God's true nature, and you look to Jesus to see God's nature. He's the word. He's even given us his faith and his spirit. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. And so you've got to know that you've been given authority and promises for victory, and the answer is found in him. So this is why I cannot do all of this in one teaching because there's so much to uh, to when we face life's challenges and how do we overcome? How can we have peace and joy in the midst of the mess that we're going through? And how do we have that calmness to be able to make wise choices and to follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit. So that is what I'm going to continue on in um, the next two episodes because it's so important that we learn these things. And unfortunately, it's not being taught very well in various pulpits. And not that I have any answers, so hear me. I am not being prideful and say I've got this all figured out. Oh, my goodness. No, I am very humble, and I am still a work in progress, and I just faced you know, this hurricane, and I, it was an emotional roller coaster for me. And I had to keep going to God and say, God, here's how I feel. And what I call the great exchange, I exchanged any type of anxiety or angst or dread or fear of the unknown. And I had to put that on Jesus and then exchange it for his peace, his truth, his joy, And I had to encounter him in love. And that is the prayer. That is my prayer. I was in the word, in prayer, praying in my prayer language, doing the things, but I had to be focused and keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus, preparing for what was to come, not knowing the outcome. Friend, I want to help you. Message me. 
Lori at LoriKSnyder.com. Email me. Message me on DMs on, on Instagram and Facebook at Lori K. Snyder. I want to answer any questions for you. I want to pray for you. Leave me a message and I'll leave you a voice message with a prayer for you. I do this a lot of times for people. But please share this podcast. This episode or another episode that would help you. All right, friends, until next time, God bless you.